Coming up on AEA Amplified, the largest avionics show of the year is set with more training than ever. Let's speak with Mike Adamson and preview the AEA International Convention and Trade Show. From the Aircraft Electronics Association, this is AEA Amplified, a podcast for aviation's technology experts with your host, Jeff Hill. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company, providing full cockpit upgrade solutions for customizable EFIS displays, UHF and VHF aircraft radios, and autopilots, plus much more for retrofit and OEM factory fit aircraft. To learn more about the upgrade solutions, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. Hi again, everyone. I'm your host, Jeff Hill, for this April 18th, 2023 edition of AEA Amplified. And our guest today is the president and CEO of the Aircraft Electronics Association, Mr. Mike Adamson. Mike, tell us what avionics professionals can expect to experience next week, April 24th through the 27th at the Gaylord Palms in Orlando. Absolutely, Jeff. Thanks for having me back on. I appreciate it. I'm excited to talk about uh, the big show in Orlando coming up. Um, as you mentioned, it is the largest in the avionics industry, and we're excited to uh, to kick it off next Monday, the 24th. Um, yeah, so the show is four days in total. Um, it gets going with uh, Monday morning. We have an opening session um, that leads into our very popular new product introductions, um, followed by an afternoon of training. And then uh, we really get into the show with um, a couple more days of, of uh, exhibit hall and training spread throughout. So uh, what does that mean? That's um, from the exhibit hall standpoint, we've got 130 plus exhibitors. Um, we're going to have more than 300 shops that are going to be in attendance. Um, and I think that represents about 16 different countries that will be there. Uh, and throughout the week, you know, it's... <laughs> It's old home week, right? It's a gathering for for a lot of familiar faces. Um, it's uh, there's a lot of social activity. A lot of the large corporations sponsor um, social gatherings, uh, networking with their dealers. Uh, we've got our own first nighter event, which is a very popular uh, addition to the show. And then um, a couple highlights this week. We're doing some things a little bit differently. We've got this year a delegates conference on Thursday, which is new. Um, we also have um, a pretty popular OEM session that goes on during Thursday. So we've invited um, the designees in the industry to come learn from the different authorities, uh, primarily the FAA and Transport Canada, um, on how they can work closer with uh, the different civil aviation authorities, get access to data, learn about liability insurance, and just really see how we can, the association can represent um, their voice a little bit better. And so we're really excited about that new addition. Um, also, sprinkled throughout our you know regular um, schedule of business regulatory and technical training we've got some sessions focused on workforce development uh, we've brought our next stop partners back uh, to talk about recruiting um, veteran personnel into your business we've got a special session this year with the association for women in aviation maintenance uh, focused on um, the opportunities that exist for um, women in the workforce, specifically maintenance and, and avionics. 
So we've got some really exciting programs, um, a completely packed schedule. We've done a lot of hard work to put that together for everybody and and um, offer something for everybody in an organization, whether you're a technician, uh, you're in leadership, you're in sales, you're an owner manager, there's really something for everybody at this show. So we look forward to seeing everyone there. And Mike, as we lead up into the run-up of the show, less than a week out, you recently announced uh, that Dewey Conroy of Pacific Coast Avionics uh, will be honored as the member of the year for 2023. And also, Avidyne has been named the associate member of the year. So why do you think that AA members chose Dewey and Avidyne for these two outstanding awards? Well, first of all, congratulations to those two. Um, and, and for those who know the association, know that we, we're doing it a little bit different this year with our announcement um, in advance of the show. Uh, we've decided to um, give the, the honorees a little more press leading up to the show, um, allow their companies to recognize them as well, and, um, and still properly honor them during the opening ceremonies. Uh, for Dewey, I've known him a long time. Um, congratulations to him. Uh, he's been very involved with the association over the years. Um, has an excellent uh, reputation out on the West Coast. And I think along with um, the folks over at Avidyne, you know, the, the members look to those people who exemplify excellence in the industry and have given uh, the members of the association, the industry, um, extra effort in the prior year. And so um, this is Avidyne's second recognition i believe they were in the early 2000s the last time they were they were honored and so i'm really looking forward to welcoming them welcoming them on stage uh, to accept this prestigious award as well as dewey and the team at uh, pacific coast avionics for those who may not be familiar um you know this isn't uh the aea staff that selects um these nominees and and these winners this is this is a um, selection by the membership um, and the nominees actually come from um, a dedicated uh, committee. So uh, a group of associate members, typically OEMs and, and or distributors, um, put the slate of regular members, the shops, um, they put those together and then vice versa. So for um, the, the slate of nominees for the associate members, those are selected by a committee of regular members of the shops. Um, so, We've got a you know um, group of people who understand what these companies are doing um, to help the industry and the association, and vice versa for the shops and what they're they're committing to the industry. So um, it's really neat every year to see the list, and it's an honor to be nominated. And I think um, we've got those folks featured in the April issue of Avionics News. If you want to read about the different nominees, I think there's five for each category. So congratulations to those folks and those companies as well, um, because it's it's special uh, to just be in that mentioned in that list. And then again, congratulations to Dewey and to Avidyne. We look forward to uh, welcoming you on stage and, and presenting you with the awards this year. You bet. Congratulations to both of them. And those presentation will take place on Monday during the opening session. That's April the 24th. And Mike, we also understand that the headquarters hotel uh, for this year's show, which is the Gaylord Palms Resort and Convention Center, uh, it's been in high demand uh, from day one. And we have many attendees that will be staying off site. 
Um, that includes the neighboring Marriott Village, Orlando. Uh, but can you share just a little bit about how the AEA handles situations when the headquarters hotel is sold out? Yeah, so this is actually pretty unique for us. Um, not to say that the demand isn't there every year, um, but typically in the past when we've booked our allotted rooms, and those are based on you know prior year's numbers, right? So we have an idea of our room block that's needed uh, to host our show. And we've, we've you know, um, unfortunately the last three years it's been a little bit different with, with the pandemic and how that's impacted things, but uh, we've got a pretty good history of what our room block needs to be. And so when we book these shows, four and five years in advance, um, we're looking for a specific number. Uh, we set that for um, for Orlando at the Gaylord this year, and you'll kind of see a similar situation um, with, with Dallas next year, another Gaylord uh, property. So we booked these, these hotels four or five years out. Um, we've got a set number of nights that we're looking for, and we know every year um, that those numbers will adjust, give or take a percentage. And um, typically in the past, we have had a situation where a hotel like this has got plenty of extra rooms and we can expand our block if needed. Um, I think what's happened in the last three years um, with the hospitality industry more or less being turned uh, upside down um, with the pandemic, things have changed. So the contracts to these hotels have, have flooded back in, people are trying to fit in their shows and um, they're, they're filling the house. And that's the case with with us in Orlando this week. So when I say we've got rooms we can, you know, sort of borrow from the hotel, that's not the case this year. It's completely sold out. Literally um, every room that, that we've got. And then there's probably uh, several other groups that will be there during the same time. Every room that they've got um, reserved. So we're completely sold out. So that pushes us over to um, neighboring hotels. Uh, these happen to be in the same brand, Marriott. Uh, so we're able to arrange a block with them at a discount for our members and then um, to accommodate uh, because you are you know a few miles away um, we have set up a, a shuttle program where um, each morning and each afternoon uh, i believe 7 30 in, uh, in the morning and 5 30 in the afternoon a shuttle will depart from the village uh, the marriott village and take um, you know convention goers over to the gaylord and then return in the evening. Um, I think that's the case every day, except for the last day, which I think the last shuttle departs at 4.30 or shortly after the close of, of the training sessions. Um, so we're just trying to make accommodations because we know this year is unique. Um, it's not something we've run into in the past. Uh, we've always been able to sort of work, work some magic with the uh, headquarters hotel and expand our room block, but that's just not the case. And I can't make the promise or for next year. We'll be looking at it as much as we can to expand it in advance of the show, um, but we may be in the same situation just because that's where the hospitality industry is right now. Um, that all being said, we are looking at how we can adjust those numbers. And, and one of the things I think is, is unique um, with us, we, we actually start talking about reservations. I think during our regional meetings, you know, we bring up the fact that um, you, know, you probably need to book in advance, register in advance and book in advance. And we really hit that hard this this uh, past fall and when we were doing our, our regionals in the different uh, locations and the members stepped up and reserved their rooms and they and they registered in advance. And so um, we've got a, a lot of people who 
heeded the advice, um, but for those that didn't, you know, hopefully we've accommodated well with the Marriott Village and, and that will um, that will get us through Orlando and we'll be in better shape as we approach uh, Dallas in 2024. And once again, we are visiting with Mike Adamson. He's the AEA president and CEO here on AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company. And Mike, I know it's not all work at the show because networking opportunities are so important for avionics professionals to engage with one another. And a few years ago, you you changed the format for the first nighter events. So what do you have in store for us this year? Yeah, we're pretty excited. This is... Um... Actually, I think Orlando was one of the first years we we started to to change the format. Um, and uh, what we noticed was a lot of our um, larger OEMs were hosting pretty significant parties, and there's just not enough nights in the week to fit everybody in. And so we didn't want to compete with with those companies who also want to you know um, gather with their with their dealer networks and and um, provide uh, an evening of entertainment for them. So what we decided to do was to have our, our uh, first nighter event immediately after um, the training closes. And so we moved it up, um, we shortened it a little bit, and then we opened it up to everybody that has a badge. And I think that was the thing that really um, sets us apart. Literally anybody that's got a registration badge for the show can attend this um, special hospitality event. And so um, we've got exhibitors that uh, in the past would have to buy something separate to attend. And of course, all of the um, regular uh, registrations um, have that access. So this year, uh, it's a Key West theme, um, greetings from Key West. So it'll be outdoors. Uh, we've got um, some surprises in there, but you know, the food trucks, um, certainly be some libations, um, some Florida inspired um, cocktails. So it's just a nice outdoor evening um you know that uh welcomes everybody that's at the show and uh it's a great way to kick off the week uh, we look forward to it every year it's very popular we you know um close to a thousand people in attendance uh it's just a great way to to kick it off and uh we're looking forward to to doing it outside we've had great luck with that in the past and look forward to it again this year yeah, it sounds definitely sounds like a lot of fun. And in terms of overall attendance for the show uh, and how that might compare to recent years, what do you expect to see? We're in great shape this year. We're uh, really excited. You know, I think we've had this conversation before, Jeff, and um, certainly the industry has. Um, the last few years have been um, all over the place with regards to uh, what to expect from attendance. And, and I think we're finally out of the woods with um you know restrictions um international restrictions citywide restrictions you know we're, we're past all that we're we're sort of free and clear of that and so it's neat to see uh, us get back to normal in that sense and um and normal it is i mean you you look at where we were in you know 2018 2019 as we're leading up to the adsb mandate um you know it's it precedes the health crisis in 2020 when we had to cancel. You know, we had some some pretty impressive numbers for our show, and um, you know, we really can't compare that uh, to 21 and 22 when we were still experiencing some of those restrictions that were impacting uh, people's ability to attend. Um, with those out of the way, um, a hot spot like Florida, the economy um, holding strong, the demand for um, you know, upgrades in, in equipment, 
um, I, I, we're, we're seeing the numbers that we're used to seeing. So we're really excited. Leading up to the show, um, we're in line with those past, you know, pre-pandemic, pre-ADSB numbers, and we're excited about that. Um, hopefully that's a, uh, an indicator for the future shows as well, and we'll just continue to grow. Um, so I think I mentioned earlier, you know, approximately 300 different shops, um, as I mentioned, 130 plus exhibitors, 16 different countries, so good uh, international representation. Um, we're really excited. We expect to see more on-site because it's Florida, and I think a lot of the shops uh, realize that um, when they're scheduling people to attend, they may have to wait to see what their uh, their own throughput looks like at their business and can break folks away for a day or two at the show. And of course, as you know, you can register for, for uh, daily admission to the show and do that on-site and still take advantage of everything at a fairly low cost. So we hope to see that happen uh, when we get to Orlando. And of course, it all begins on Monday, April the 24th with the opening session. And that's the session where you typically give the annual State of the Association address. So without getting into the, the details, uh, what are some of the highlights that you plan to cover this year? Yeah, I don't want to tip anything off. Um, we've got some pretty exciting announcements. Um, obviously, we'll talk about the state of the industry, um, some of the things that we've been focused on with regards to the committee work that we've done. Um, some accomplishments we've got there, um, where we're headed going into the future. Um, Bill's going to touch on some of that as well. There's been a ton of work following our strategic plan. I'm really excited for the members to learn more about uh, everything that we're doing because um, it continues to provide value. Uh, it focuses on some of the issues we've got with workforce, and it gives members a sounding board for um, some of the issues they may be facing from a business aspect as a dealer, their relationships with the OEMs and vice versa. Um, there's just a lot of things that are going on that um, uh, we've really been focused on with this strategic plan. And, and I think you're gonna see the highlights of that, not only during the opening, um, but through different meetings throughout the week and as we follow up the show as well. Mike, I know that you know with over a hundred hours of training sessions on the schedule, the the convention is is a lot of work, and it's certainly a large part of the AEA's business uh, each year. Uh, months and months of preparation go into it, leading up to the show, as you, as you've talked about a little bit. But when it's all over over with uh, after April the twenty seventh, it comes to an end. What does the AEA team turn their focus to in the summer as we look towards the the fall months ahead later in the year? That's an excellent question because the show is a big part of our of our business. Um, obviously, it's a um, it's something that we spend months in preparation for leading up to, um, and and obviously it creates new opportunities for us when we get back from the show because we we hear from our members, uh, we we conduct a board meeting there. We've got uh, a lot of committee meetings that are happening, so we've got uh, a lot of things to to focus on. But while all that's going on. Um, we still provide uh, industry training, um, and we've got a full slate uh, starting in May going through um, August and September. We're actually scheduled right now through September and working on expanding that. So we've got something in-house um, every month, and while we're focusing on that, we've got uh, regulatory meetings that are taking place. We're hosting a session here in, in mid-May. Um, we're obviously preparing for um, other shows, we attend Oshkosh in July, so we'll be working on that. 
And then in August, we follow with our own schedule of regional meetings. And um, we've sort of spent uh, the last two or three months while preparing for the convention, thinking about what we can change with our regional meetings as well. Um, and so you'll be able to look forward to a full schedule in the fall um, with some exciting new things that are coming out for that. So, I mean, it's it's nonstop. Uh, the show is a, a catalyst for the rest of the year with regards to business and, and value we can provide for our members. But there's a lot of things that just continue with, with regards to the regulatory work, um, the, the training that's on site, the training that's online, and then preparation for a full fall meeting uh, uh, schedule with the regional meetings. Well, Mike Adamson, thank you so much for joining us here on AA Amplified. And even though we're less than a week out and just a few days from the start of the AA convention, it's not too late to register for the show. You can still do that in advance online at aea.net slash convention, or you can register on site at the Gaylord Palms in Orlando. If you're an avionics shop owner, manager or technician. We hope to see you there for four days of technical training, over 100 hours of training, sessions available, and it'll be the best experience your profession has to offer. And don't forget, you can watch the convention's opening session and new product introductions live through the Aero News Network production team, and you can watch that at airborne-live.net. Again, that is airborne with an E-live.net. Live streaming coverage will begin at 8.30 in the morning. Uh, that's Eastern Daylight Time on Monday, April the 24th. So tune in and check it, check it out. Also, we invite you to attend training at the AEA's classroom. And that, of course, is at headquarters in Lee Summit, Missouri. There are several in-person and virtual live classes planned for the spring and summer months. And you can learn more about each of them and reserve your seat by visiting aea.net slash training. And don't forget the industry's top resource to address workforce development was recently launched, and that's at aerocareers.net. It is built by industry professionals and powered by the AEA. The website offers a spotlight on career paths in aviation, and it includes links to jobs, scholarships, aviation schools, veterans resources, information for educators, salary data, and much, much more. You can check it out and encourage anyone you meet who might have an interest in aviation to visit aerocareers.net. And finally, if your company is hiring, please post your career opportunities on the AEA Jobs Board at aea.net slash jobs. And that is going to wrap it up for today. We hope you can join us again soon for another episode of AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a Mo company. To learn more about Genesis and its full range of upgrade solutions, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. Thanks again to AEA President and CEO Mike Adamson for being our guest today. And until next time here on AEA Amplified, for our producer engineer, Aaron Ward, this is your host, Jeff Hill, wishing you blue skies ahead, and we'll see you next week in Orlando. So long, everybody.